This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Musk's Twitter deal is now on hold. I want you to consider the possibility that lies and deception are everywhere. We're simply surrounded by them, especially in this post-COVID culture that we live in. The COVID regime is not gone. It's not in hiding. It's just regrouping and preparing for its next wave. Lies and disinformation are absolutely everywhere. Elon Musk says that he wanted to buy Twitter. Now the deal is on hold. What I will propose to you in this video is the real reason why he made an offer to buy Twitter and the real reason why the deal is dead. First of all, I think we need to acknowledge the fact that we are in desperate search of a hero at all times. We think that Trump is going to save us, and now those same people who thought Trump was going to save them, Trump is the lockdown president, he's the COVID president, he's the vaccine president. Those same people who thought Trump was going to save them are now hoping, against all hope, that Elon Musk is going to save them. But as I pointed out in my article published in LifeSite News... It's not as though Elon Musk is this free speech guy. He has a checkered history at best on very important issues, one of which being the protection of the unborn. I even questioned in the article whether or not free speech is itself that noble of a virtue and something that Catholics should pursue. But the most important and overlooked detail about my article was the non-traditional nature of the deal. Elon Musk put up a deal, made an offer to buy Twitter in which he was going to put in two-thirds of the cash himself. This is a very low amount of leverage, which is debt, for what is called a leveraged buyout. Typically, in a leveraged buyout, you see 20% equity, 30% equity, maybe 40% equity. You never see 60 or 70% equity in a deal. In a leveraged buyout like that, most analysts would say that it's not leveraged enough, that it's overly equitized. 
But what he did in so doing, in making this offer, was he allowed himself the opportunity and the excuse to have to go out and raise 20 or 30 or 40 billion dollars. The principal way that he was going to do that was by selling his shares of Tesla. Now let's look at the stock price of Tesla for all time. As we look at it right now, we're basically at the all-time high for Tesla. But if we peel the onion back just a little bit, look at the performance of the stock over the last 30 days. It's significantly down. It's significantly down, and yet Elon Musk was able to capitalize on near all-time highs and get out of the stock. My contention to you, and I want you to tell me if you think this is a good idea or if you think that it is just too conspiratorial for you, leave a comment below, like and share the video, is that Elon perhaps never truly intended to buy Twitter. But in pretending to buy Twitter, it gave him the opportunity to liquidate his Twitter his uh, Tesla shares, excuse me, without anybody noticing. Typically, when a CEO of a publicly traded organization or another executive starts trading out of the stock, if they make they start selling down shares without a stated reason for doing so, it rattles the market. People on the street say, well, maybe they know something that we don't know. Maybe they know that bad news is coming, so they're trying to sell at a high right now. And it usually puts enormous downward pressure on the stock. But imagine that if Elon Musk had a stated reason, hey, no, it's not that I don't love Tesla. I love Tesla. Look at, we're trading at 100 times earnings. Why wouldn't I love Tesla, right? It's just that I have to raise 25 or $30 billion in cash. And so to do that, I need to sell my stock. It's not that I don't love Tesla. It's that I love Twitter right now. So this is simply me trading out of Tesla and into Twitter. Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to be alarmed by. Well, he was able to do that before the NASDAQ took a dump. And the NASDAQ has taken a huge hit this year. The NASDAQ are the tech stocks in the United States. It's dragging the entire market down with it. Tesla inclusive of that. So did Elon Musk know that tech stocks were going to take a hit? Did he know that inflation numbers were going to be much higher than expected? That joblessness would be much higher than expected? That the economy is in much worse shape than your government overlords or your elites want you to actually acknowledge? Did he know this the whole time? And is the Tesla deal just a ruse? Well, the stated reason for him not wanting to buy Tesla, or uh, not wanting to buy Twitter, it's, it's so confusing with the two T's. The reason he doesn't want to buy Twitter, so-called, is because he has found out that there are less bots online on Twitter, less fake accounts on Twitter than what he believed there to be. That's what he's saying is the reason for putting the deal on hold. He says the deal is on hold. And uh, by the way, I hate to tell you this, I was the only one, I think, in serious Catholic media who was saying that, A, Elon Musk doesn't own Twitter yet. He exerts no operational control. Just because you make an offer to buy something doesn't mean that you've actually bought it. It's just like making an offer on a house. There's a period of time where you inspect the house, just like there's a period of time where Elon is doing diligence on Twitter. There's an escrow period, and then there's a closing. And on the official closing day, then you own the house and you got the keys. 
official closing date for this potential deal for him to buy Twitter is sometime in October. And yet here in April and May, people were celebrating saying, Elon fixed Twitter. He opened it back up. And I was the only one in Catholic media to tell you, not so fast. He's not even in charge. Why would you give this man credit for so supposedly fixing Twitter? This is all just an illusion. This is all just pre-scripted. The idea that there's some on button that, you know, one, one coder just flips and all the shadow banning goes away and hundreds and hundreds of conservatives that had been banned from Twitter were suddenly unbanned. No, this was pre-scripted. It was pre-written. It is political theater. It is geopolitical theater. Why am I even talking about Twitter? Because Twitter is so important in the discourse of ideas in the modern economy, in the modern world. So much happens on Twitter. Uh, Deals are made on Twitter. Announcements are made on Twitter. People running for office are using Twitter. Barack Hussein Obama was the very first person to weaponize Twitter and use social media in a meaningful way in his 2008 election campaign. So Twitter's pretty important. It is. It's a dumpster fire in a lot of ways, especially Catholic Twitter. It's a circular firing squad, and it's full of liars and blackmailers. But notwithstanding that fact, it's still a very important topic to discuss. The other reason I'm talking about it is because so many so-called free speechers, libertarian Catholics, uh, and conservative Catholics, especially people who like work for news media organizations that are desperate to get a blue check mark next to their name, they're happy that Elon Musk is going to join because they believe falsely that you have the right to be wrong, you have the right to lie, you have the right to blaspheme, that error has rights. They believe in freedom of speech. And they believe that Elon Musk is a free speech person when he's really not. There's no evidence of that. He claims now to be a free speech person. He's put on a really good show. I frankly pity anyone who has fallen for that charade. Speaking of falling for the charade, though, imagine this. The excuse to sell down $30 billion of Tesla stock because your excuse is that you're going to buy Twitter. Now, again, why isn't he buying Twitter? Ostensibly, it's because of the bots. He thought and I actually agree with him, that there is a very high number of bots on Twitter. And some fake news organizations that have like 45,000 followers but can never get more than three likes on anything that they tweet, it appears as though there may be bots in those situations. So I don't know why those people would would cheer the idea that Elon's going to come in and open up Twitter, but one of the things he's going to do is eliminate bots and anonymous accounts. If all the bots and anonymous accounts and purchased followership were to be wiped away by Elon Musk in the future, yes, that would definitely be a value add to Twitter. And it seems like that's one of the things that he was banking on, adding value to Twitter in so doing. But if he were to do that, it would, of course, expose the fake followers that a lot of people have purchased on Twitter. And you can tell that those are fake followers because of the extremely low engagement rates. Notwithstanding all of this, Twitter has reportedly said that there are only 5% fake accounts. 5% of accounts on Twitter are bots. Now, anyone who has spent much time on the platform, and admittedly, I've only been on Twitter for the last, like, I don't know, less than two years. I didn't even know how to use the thing. I relied on other people who to manage the Restoring the Faith media Twitter account for a long time, and of course it languished and never had any followers. When I took it over, I had 600 followers. Uh, today we're approaching 10,000. But in that time, I've had a steep learning curve on how Twitter works. 
And one of the things that I have noticed in my subjective experience is that there are quite a few bot accounts. There are quite a few anonymous accounts. There are quite a few spam fake accounts on Twitter. It seems to me anyway, that there's more than 5% fake accounts. And so when Elon Musk says that there's more than 5% fake accounts, he's probably speaking from his own personal experience. But my guess is, is that he probably had access to other deeper analytics that frankly, I don't really care to spend time to do. So one of the things he thought that he could do, or at least he claimed he would do in cleaning up Twitter is getting rid of this fake spam bot accounts. And if it is true that Twitter is, is now disclosing to him in his inspection period, he's, look, he's inspecting the house, he's in escrow, he has the right to inspect, he doesn't have to close the deal, he's only put up the earnest money, right? This is, this is how this works. He's doing his due diligence on the asset that he is about to purchase. He hasn't purchased it yet, and he exercises no day-to-day operational control over the place. But if indeed it's only 5%, then how much value can you add to a place when there's only 5% fake bots? It's really not going to change the user experience that much for people. And if he if that was one of his bids to add value to the organization, then that may be what, what is foiling his plans. The other brilliant uh, technique, if this is indeed a ruse, if this is merely his opportunity to sell down his shares of Tesla without anybody raising an eyebrow and without tanking the Tesla stock... If this is really just him faking a deal so that he can liquidate his position in Tesla before the market crashes, which it appears that that may be a possibility, then it's tough, right? It's tough because if you have an over-equitized deal, which is the deal that he put forth, the deal that he put forth says that he's going to raise two-thirds of the money himself and put the cash in himself, well, when you put a lot of cash in the deal and there's less leverage, then it's hard to squeeze out a return. That's just how modern finance works. Setting aside the usury thing, setting aside all of that, the more debt you have in a deal, the easier it is to squeeze out a return. That's why it's called leverage. It leverages the equity that you put into a deal. But if, the only, if there can only be a 5% marginal improvement in the experience of people's lives on Twitter and you put two-thirds of the purchase price in equity down, then your return on equity isn't going to be very high. And that alone is a very good reason for him to walk from the deal. So we really have two possibilities here. Either he can walk from the deal from a purely financial point of view because it's not a leveraged deal, really. It's just a leverage-assisted deal. It's not a leveraged buyout. It's a leverage-assisted buyout. Or maybe what we're witnessing is him hiding behind a fact that he already knew to be true or he was looking for a reason to walk from the deal because all along it was just a ruse for him to liquidate his Tesla stock before the stock tanked. Wouldn't it be nice if all of us could sell high and buy low? It appears that's what Elon Musk is able to do. The richest man in the world may have just become even richer by avoiding a huge market downturn. And maybe he saw it coming. I know I certainly did, and many of you have as well. What do you think? Is this a ruse? Is this all just a ruse for him to raise money and avoid the market downturn? Or is he really going to buy Twitter after all because he's a free speech guy? Leave a comment. Let me know.